Imagine you're on your way to church and you're driving to your discipleship or some Bible study, some course, and you get a flat tire. You get out to change it and then it starts pouring down rain. Now this was the week you were supposed to take the cookies or the donuts or, or put on the coffee. And so you're trying to get there on time. You're running a little late because life happens. And all of a sudden, all these circumstances hit you. How do you react? Normally, the way we react is that we shout to God and we scream, why God? Why is this happening? Or your son was just diagnosed with stage four cancer. And he's serving God and he's a faithful man. He loves his wife and his children. And so you're sitting there sobbing before the Lord, frustrated, sad, depressed, and you don't understand what's going on and why he's allowing this. Why God, why do you allow this suffering? Hi, I'm Scott Brown a cross-cultural church planner and pastor for almost 30 years. I'm the lead pastor of the Valley Church in Mexico City and Ibe Valle Mex. Not only am I gonna answer this question, which I think is the most asked question of all human beings, is why? Why do you allow suffering, God? Why do I have to suffer? Why do the faithful suffer? but I'm gonna give you the truth behind the answer and it's gonna blow your mind and change your attitude about suffering forever. So, let's roll. Hey, I had planned to record this in a nice quiet place with a beautiful background like a living room set, but uh, I'm traveling. And right now I'm stuck in the Dallas-Fort Worth airport uh, waiting for my connecting flight to Cleveland, flying from Mexico to the United States to keep reporting to our churches. And so I apologize for the bad sound. I apologize for all the background noise you're gonna hear. But this reminds me of how life is. So many times we get hit with unexpected uh, situations in the travels of life. And, uh, and we just have to make do with it. And the way we react to those unexpected curves determine if we are promoted in God's kingdom or demoted. It will determine if we increase in spiritual maturity or decrease. Because in spirituality, you're never static. You're either going up or you're going down. You're either going forward, progressing, or you're degressing. If God is so good and loving, why does he allow his children to suffer? Why do I have to go through this? What did I do to deserve this affliction? I hear this all the time. Have you ever said this to God? Leave a comment underneath and tell me about it. I'd love to hear your story. In fact, the lack of understanding of this truth has made for a lot of theologians, Christian artists, and different people to renounce their faith. They've traveled the world preaching about God and, and telling of his grace to others, but then they see suffering and they can't reconcile. Why is all this happening? And because they have poor theology or they're just ignorant, they get to the point where they renounce their faith and basically say, I no longer believe in God. When our theology is poor, this is what happens. When we don't understand truth, this is what happens. We go through pain, 
We don't understand the reason for it. And so we go crazy. But when we understand the purpose behind our pain, we have no problem with it. I mean, if I'm overweight and I want to lose weight, then I go to the gym. And because I haven't gone to the gym in a long time, I know when I start out doing exercise, my muscles are going to hurt. Change hurts. But because I have a purpose, I want to lose weight, I have no problem with accepting that pain. I understand it's a part of the process. But when I'm ignorant about God's truth and understand spiritual growth and Christianity and the Bible in and, and whole, then I don't understand why do I have to suffer? What have I done to deserve this affliction? Why am I going through this? And because we don't understand the purpose behind it, then we get frustrated, we get depressed, we, we renounce faith, we leave God, we say, no, you're not working for me because we don't like to suffer, we don't like pain. And pain without purpose is unbearable, but pain with purpose, we're fine with it. So what is our primary purpose in life? And how do we achieve it? I think we can all agree as Christians that our number one purpose is to glorify God. In 1 Corinthians 10, 31, it says, wherefore we eat, drink, or do anything, we're supposed to do it all for the glory of God. In 1 Corinthians 6, 20, it says, for you, you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. We're bought with the blood of Jesus Christ, and we're supposed to use our life then to glorify God. That's our number one purpose. But a lot of people don't know what that looks like. What does that mean to glorify God? In 2 Corinthians 4, 6, Paul says that the glory of God is in the face of Jesus Christ. So that's why we conform ourselves to the image of Jesus. Because the more we're like Jesus, the more we glorify God, the more we act like Jesus, we talk like Jesus, we walk like Jesus, we exhibit Christ's character, the more glory we get, the more we glorify God. And he also says in Romans 8, 29, that this is what our life's purpose is. This is our number one purpose, is to be conformed to the image of God's Son. So how do I conform myself to the image of Jesus Christ? What does that look like? What does that mean? Well, in 2 Corinthians 3, 18, Paul says that we are changed into the image of Jesus from glory to glory, from glory to glory. There are levels of glory in Christianity. Okay, so how do I level up? How do I go from one level of glory to the next? Well, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 4, 17, how? He says this affliction we go through, it's light and it's just for a moment. I know we read that and that's crazy. I know when I go through affliction, it doesn't feel light. It feels very heavy. And I don't feel it's just for a moment. I feel like it's forever, right? But he says this light affliction, which is for a moment, worketh for us. It produces a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. We get more glory the more we suffer. Suffer is the vehicle to get what we want, which is glory. We want to grow in God's glory, so we suffer for God's sake. Not suffering for just misbehaving. I mean, Peter says in, in chapter, 1 Peter 2.20, that say, you know, if you're doing wrong and you suffer, who cares? You know, what glory is there? But if you do right, for you suffer for God's sake, for his name's sake, and you overcome it, you, you go through it, 
And that is approved by God. He gives likes to that. What Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4.17, Peter repeats it in 1 Peter 5.10. Now this is important because when it comes to truth, okay, truth is established two or three times at least. God says, then it is established, then it's a secure thing. So you always need two or three witnesses in the Bible. And that's why we never believe a doctrine or teach it unless we can prove it and see that it's repeated two or three times. And before I finish, take the time to subscribe. Hit that red subscribe button below and like the Facebook page. And take the time to like this video share it with someone who's suffering right now going through some kind of hardship and who probably is asking why why do i have to go through this so that they can be blessed with this truth in first peter 5 10 it says but the god of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory see there it is god's focus on his glory that's our number one purpose god's glory by christ jesus now that means that the way we get to God's glory is through Jesus Christ. By conforming ourselves to the image of Christ, then we are glorifying God. After that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect. Now that doesn't mean sinless. That means complete, mature. So what makes us grow spiritually is by conforming ourselves to the image of Christ. How do we do that? Through suffering a while. It's not forever. And let me just tell you something. Even if you're suffering, lasted your entire life what 70 80 years what is 80 years compared to millions trillions of years in eternity it's just a while it's just a small little time so why do we have to suffer why do we have to go through hardships let me illustrate with this imagine you go to your job and your boss says hey can you come into the office i want to talk to you all right, I want to promote you. Now, I'm sure your reaction, if your boss was to want to promote you, would be, why, boss? Why do you want to promote me? Why? Right? Of course not. You're not going to react that way. You're going to say, yes, I've been promoted. Thank you, God. Thank you, boss. Thank you, job. So why, when God wants to promote us, he wants to give us another level of glory why do we act that way hey you have to go through this suffering for a while so i can promote you to another level of glory and we go why god why do i have to suffer do you see how ridiculous that reaction is on our behalf that only comes when we're ignorant of truth well we don't know god's word we don't know how this works christianity works we don't know how god's kingdom is then that's how we're going to react ridiculous see christianity doesn't end with us getting saved that's just where it begins it's not just about getting into heaven there are levels in heaven paul even mentions this when he says one is the glory of the sun one is the glory of the moon another the glory of the star because one star different from another in glory we have different levels of glory it's not just about getting to heaven. We're going to rule and reign with him. But it depends on how much you conform yourself to the image of Christ. That's how much glory your heavenly body is going to have. You see, we don't get dressed with clothes in heaven. Our glorified body, our heavenly body, isn't dressed with fabric. It's dressed with 
glory with light the more glory you have the more bright the light the more you are dressed and covered your nakedness paul talks about this how he doesn't want us to be ashamed or embarrassed walking around for eternity with a body that's half naked because you didn't conform yourself to the image of jesus christ because you didn't work to develop his character and understand that the hardships of life the suffering in life god allows it so that you can uh, learn how to exhibit the character of jesus christ so that you can conform yourself to his image so you can glorify god and grow from glory to glory and the more you grow the more levels the higher you reign with him there's hierarchy in heaven it's not just about getting into heaven you want to rule and weigh with him and you want to grow we that that's why life is like that we go into a, into a business and we want to work the ladder we want to go up the ladder well it's the same in the kingdom you should want to even more go up the ladder of levels of glory to rule and reign with Jesus Christ at a highest hierarchy level that you can. <laughs> so what do you think about that, huh? Have you ever thought about that? Your heavenly glorified body being naked in, for eternity? How much clothes or how much brightness of glory do you think you're going to have? Leave a comment underneath and just tell us what you're thinking about all this and how if this is you know surprising you if you've never heard this before if you haven't realized this before if this is helping you changing you we want to hear about it so the next time god allows trials in your life he allows suffering or hardships for you to go through don't get upset don't lose your mind understand god thinks you're worthy you are worthy for a heavenly glorious promotion that's it. He wants to promote you. Don't get upset about it. Take advantage of it. Go to his word. Follow his spirit. Let them guide you so you can learn the lesson you need to learn. And you can apply it in your life. Because truth without application, if you don't live it, it's not worth anything. And that way he's going to help you be able to grow. Because at the end of the day, it's all about God's glory. And how we react the life's promise shows how much we know of God's truth and how much we believe of God's character, God's power, God's presence, God's promises. You show it, the evidence, the proof is in the pudding. It's how you react. It's how you take the hard knocks of life and keep on going because you understand this is just a test. He wants to promote me. He wants me to go from glory to glory, from glory to glory as I go up the levels to conform myself to the image of Jesus Christ. So remember, I say all this truth with love because I care. I want you to know and I want to hear what you think about all this. Of course, I'm going to let God's opinion direct my life, but I do want to read and hear what you are thinking how this is affecting you, and this is helping you and being a blessing. So remember, wisdom comes from truth, and the truth sets us free. I'm Scott Brown, and I love you. Go in God's peace and grace. Apply this truth in your life, and I'll see you next week. Here's a travel update. <laughs> My flight was delayed over an hour in Dallas-Fort Worth. Um, First of all, like an idiot, I thought I saw 
and it was 7.13, so I almost lost the flight, I thought. And then uh, we were sitting on the airplane for over an hour, and we finally took off, and we circled Cleveland for 30 minutes because the weather was so bad it was too dangerous to land, and they ended up flying me to Pittsburgh. That's right, I'm in Pittsburgh. Spent the night, uh, have a church tonight in Galleon, Ohio. My family uh, stayed in a hotel right by the Cleveland airport. They're flying us out today at 12.45 p.m. from uh, Pittsburgh to Cleveland. Supposed to make it there by 1.30. So yeah, again, perfect scenario for the teachings that I was saying. And that's where we have to just react with the Christ-like character. We have to have a good sense of humor, patience, uh, you know, the fruit of the spirit, joy, love, <laughs> uh, patience, faith, temperance. All these things is what we need to show forth. And I hope that's what I'm doing. Love you guys.